0: You no know, is not always no is not an option, <laughs> right? Uh, you you know if somebody trusts you to try to bring a solution, or or if there's a task to happen, then you might have to get creative. You might have to figure it out. You might have to you know do a hundred push-ups versus you know ten push-ups, but you find a way to get it done.
1: Welcome to the No Excuse Pro Podcast, your weekly dose of motivation and actionable advice. If you're a realtor, financial planner, business owner, or anyone who's tired of making excuses and ready to take your success to the next level, you've come to the right place. Join your host, Kevin Briarton, each week as he chats with industry leaders who are going beyond the excuses to achieve their goals. So no excuses accepted. Let's get started.
2: Hey, uh, Ed. Thanks so much for coming on right now. I'm super excited to have you on. I've known you for a long time, worked with you and uh you're you're you are um somebody when I think of no excuses and just getting the work done, I think of you. Um because there's la- very little excuses when it comes to any part of your business but also your family life. I think that's important because if people are doing something around business and they um are on top of their business, but yet they're not on top of their family life, that could be a problem. So when I think of no excuse, I wanted to start a no excuse pro interviews because I believe that people have so many dreams and things they want to do in their life, but yet they're held back because of excuses. They may do their vision boards and dream boards, but then they for, there's some, some reason or something that holds them back. And I wanna kind of dive into some questions here to understand more about your situation and what you do. But first, tell me a little bit about you and, and what you do.
0: Uh, no, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, as we said, worked a lot together, known you for, for a long time, both professionally and, and personally. And so, um, yeah, when you asked me to do this, I was excited to jump on and, you know, share a little bit. And, and uh, hopefully if what I share makes a difference for somebody, great. And I think, I think that's probably what I would love to be known for the most is just making a difference uh for for folks um uh, and so I guess a, a little bit of background uh, uh for me um uh, I I don't uh grew up an army brat uh moved all over as a kid uh, I, uh unbeknownst to me I think that uh helped me develop some pretty great interpersonal skills, uh, with individuals. You're either talking with folks or you're lonely. Um, basically you were, uh, uh, you know, you were meeting people. Um, so, uh, that, uh, at the time, you know, as a kid, I don't think I really appreciated it, but now in, uh, life later on, um, I recognize it and, and I'm, I'm really grateful for those experiences there. Um, the, uh, I guess what people know me now is that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real estate professional. Um, yes, I, I have my license. I help people transact. But beyond that, uh, uh, I uh, like to think of myself as more of an advisor. Uh, I uh, help people, yes, buy primary residences, but I also help them build wealth through real estate uh, as well. Uh, I'm a I'm a practitioner. Uh, I own rentals. Uh, I invest. I, I look for opportunities. And, and uh, I also help other people do that as well. So...
2: Cool. Well,
0: I know you do a great job there.
2: So what's the one thing that makes you different and makes a difference in your success? What's the one thing that makes a difference in your success?
0: Um, I don't, well, the one, I would say the one, uh, if I was to look at one thing, I would say consistent action. That's, that's what it always uh, comes down to. you could be, only be, uh, you could always plan, you always scheme, you could always tweak, right? Ever, but, um, uh, but it, you know, it comes down to, you know, swinging the ax, so to speak, you know, swinging the hammer, driving the nail, um, you know, without that, nothing, everything else is in theory until you actually, uh, execute. So what's the
2: execution? What's the action? What's the one action you think that is most important to be
0: consistent around? Uh, it's, uh, for me, how I have my business designed, it's outreach. Um, you know, it's talking with folks, uh, you'll know, getting curious, uh, meeting people, um, Yeah. Uncovering those real estate, uh, those real estate needs. Okay. How do you
2: think that's, what's the best way of doing that for you of uncovering the needs or meeting people
0: is just kind of curious. What's, how does that look for you in your business? Uh, so, uh, I, I joke around, I have a really bad habit of becoming really good friends with my clients. <laughs> and so so, so uh, you know, a lot of it's just checking in with my friends, you know, see what's going on, see, uh, you know, it, it, it inevitably, it, I never go to you know, with the goal to just talk about real estate. I really just want to see what they're, you know, what's going on with them. And, and inevitably, you know, I'm the, I'm the real estate guy. And so it, it, it comes back you know, it comes back to a, a real estate conversation in some form or fashion. Um, uh, so uh, you know I've really designed my business to to have some passive and active touches uh, with my uh, past clientele and then you know for my goals uh, you know uh, I guess as uh, I, I guess you could say production goals uh, but you can uh, but I I like to think of it as, as value add goals and you know, like how, how can I add value to the to the world right? And real estate has always been that vehicle that, that I I have been able to make a difference for folks. And so, so, um, you know, I have some lofty goals and, uh, and so, uh, you know, just reaching out to my friends all the time, isn't, isn't gonna, uh, have that kind of network of conversations that, that reach that I want to, to offer to the world. Um, so I do, I do, um, uh, some cold prospecting, right. I, I, uh, you know, we offer a, a website that people could do some real estate search on and I could. Have a chance to engage, uh, uh, engage with them, and, and uncover some needs, and you know, get earn the privilege to uh, get new clients, and in turn get new friends. So, so what what's the one thing that people ask your help with? I mean, what do they? What's
2: the one thing that they ask for your help to solve a problem? What is the main thing they ask for?
0: Um, so, the one thing that they ask for me uh, the most, uh, it, I don't know if there's one thing. Right, it really is kind of uh, it circles around real estate. Well, shoot, I don't know if it's always real estate. I mean, you know, people ask me about life. <laughs> they ask me about uh, you know, they ask me about finances. They ask me about uh, being a dad. They ask me about uh, um, yeah, obviously real estate. Um, yeah, I guess I get I don't know if there's really one thing, but I guess for the for the sake of this interview and this conversation you know, real estate, I mean, it's, it's, you know, have me analyze an opportunity or, or, um, you know, how this home uh, will fit for them in their lifestyle. So, so yeah. am I answered your question here?
2: <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, there's no right answer. So, you know, yeah. it's just, something that I just curious, you know, everybody's a little bit different. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I hear different answers. So no right or wrong answer. Just, uh, mm-hmm. just curious more than anything. So yeah. tell me a time when you had to overcome an obstacle for a mm-hmm. client and how did that make you feel
0: um gosh i mean there's uh i mean there's i mean there's a couple times i mean i think that's really the the um that's one of the values that i add is uh that uh you're really creative for real estate when it comes to real estate i mean you know while while the transaction might look very similar there's never one quite the same and so uh I don't know when that pops up to mind. Is um, I had a uh, it was a young couple. Uh, they were engaged. Uh, this was back, back in 0, 09 o nine o ten. So we're still kind of we were kind of a, a housing crisis at that point in time. Uh, cash was definitely king at that point in time. There were FHA buyers, um, and uh, uh, so really had no shot. To, no shot to to get a deal done at that point in time, unless I actually sourced an opportunity for him. And so so we we kind of narrowed it down to a couple of, uh, they are looking for like a, a townhome condo. So we uh, narrowed it down to a couple of complexes and, and basically I went and knocked doors. I went and knocked doors. Well, I, I take that back. I, I, uh, I did a quick search to see, um, well, there's a lot of people that were in distress situations at that point in time. So I did a quick search to see who was in a distress situation and I went and knocked doors. And those communities and uh and left a note behind. And it was so I got done and I was driving back. And, and before I even got to the freeway, I got a call for one of those notes and uh was ultimately able to, you know, put together a deal for my clients. Well, and, and also helped that help that previous homeowner out of a tough situation. And we got a short sale done, you know, kept her out of uh foreclosure and bankruptcy and and um, um and obviously you know, helped my my young client uh get to a new deal. So. how about, how
2: did that make you feel when you you know brought that deal together uh I mean uh you
0: know there's always the thrill uh, well it made me feel useful I guess <laughs> yes. but uh, I don't um yeah I mean I was proud you know I uh you know in my mind I I knew that's not what a typical agent would do uh you know they uh might kind of sit back and just wait for something to hit the market or or we just tell their clients, oh, sorry, you know, you're FHA, you're not a buyer in this market, right? Kind of thing. And uh um, and um, um, yeah, I you know, I think uh I think for for me, and, and I'm I'm grateful for my parents and some of my experiences, it's like uh um you know, no's not always no is not an option. <laughs> right. Uh you you know, if somebody trusts you to try to bring a solution or or if there's a task to happen, then you might have to get creative. You might have to figure it out. You might have to, you know, do a hundred push-ups versus you know ten push-ups, but you find a way to get it done. So yeah. Well, tell me, tell me about a resource
2: or service that you provide that really changes the client experience. Is there something specific or resource or service that you provide? Um, well, I go fit- you know, knock on doors and give notes, or does yeah. it like? Yeah. So I mean. Uh,
0: yes right um the uh you know I, I have no problem cold calling you know uh you know in, in that regard just because you brought up door knocking right um um you know a lot of times what i'll do is uh, i'll i will sk- actually skip trace a neighborhood if they're looking for something or or whatever and then uh you know um it's you know for me it's it's uh uh it's uh you know efficiency and scale of time at that point in time so i think that's that's one thing i've done is you know, as I've as I've grown in this business, I, I look for how could I be more efficient, not uh, with it, and uh, and the door knocking is not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, it just takes a long time, right? You have to drive and you have to go, and and as opposed to when you make a phone, you know, a bunch of phone calls here, you know, I could hit multiple opportunities maybe at the same time for clients. So in that regards, but I would say, uh, the service that we uh, that that you know, I actually haven't, I haven't even been really aware of it until recently is uh, we worked really hard on our systems. And so the experience that our clients have when we work with them, you know, once we get them under contract, it, man, it is, I, I would say it's world-class. It's it's at, it's, it's, it's repeatable. It's predictable. Um, you know, they, uh, uh, the feedback I've gotten from the clients that we worked with, especially those that we inherited maybe from another agent is, is, is that, wow, uh, this is a completely different experience than, than we've had before. And, um, uh, And yeah, there's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just awesome, I think. Well, I think, and well, it's not me thinking it's awesome. It's the clients thinking it's awesome. And that's the feedback we've been been getting on that. What do
2: you do? Is there anything specific in that process that -hmm. you do on the front end of the process? Like right when you meet somebody, I want to do something, I'm not even sure what to do. Do you have a process that you, do you do like a consultation? Mm -hmm. Do you meet with them and sit down and do a goals analysis for the buyer? you know before mm-hmm. any type of lender situation is there something that's in your court where you have a process around I'm just kind of curious like what type of resources or services you provide um mm-hmm. really at the early stages of the the process for a buyer or seller
0: uh yes um uh yeah we always sit down and, uh yeah do a uh, you know kind of a buyer consultation you know I call it the win the game conversation uh for one you got to find well first of all you got to find what um uh what's important to them right and you know a lot of its features of the house and 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 so forth and then um and then depending on the uh uh you know the market that we're in it's like you know you have to have a really direct conversation that you know not sugarcoated, right it's like uh you know if we're talking two years ago i'm like hey you know the deal on the market right now is getting your offer accepted <laughs> right that's the that's the win in this market right you know right now we're like hey you know uh uh, you know, if you see a house that you like, you know, don't be afraid to write on it, right? Uh, you know, we're back to a, a normal market. You know, homes are moving in you know three months, which is ninety days. It's still, which means if you're doing a finance deal, you know, cut forty five days on that. It's going under contract in a month and a half, right? So, so uh, anyway.
2: So one thing yeah. that I saw well, I saw this millionaire. It was a million dollar listing recording that I saw recently, and I was like really interesting because. There was two agents one agent went in there first talked about numbers talked about the market talked about what he thinking he mm-hmm. was for all the stuff that's kind of the basic stuff around real estate and then uh ryan serhant came in and was like hey he didn't talk about any of the numbers he just is like he just looked at the house going yeah, that's a beautiful place he's like he's like i could tell you are, you are you an artist and he's like yeah and uh so he goes man i i can tell you put a lot of time and and energy into this and you really this is a really special house for you and he's like yeah he's like well how would it make you feel if we went and got you another canvas for you to paint and and do something even better and the guy was just like that would be That'd be amazing that like yeah and so the shift was one agent was all about price and about yeah the yeah. you know, market and all this stuff and then he came in with a totally different thing of like wait because the other guy was like yeah he probably doesn't want to move or i really think i nailed it on the price they just got to get the price right and all this stuff mm-hmm. and it wasn't about price it was about yeah. hey like let's figure out what they actually want to do and then go do it for them. Because yeah. I find, you know, probably like you, a lot of people don't know really what they want and they, they mm-hmm. look for us to guidance. And and yeah. you know what? There's good times to buy when the market's up, and there's good times to buy when it's down, and there's bad times in both markets too. So sometimes yeah. it's about what's going on in their situation and like slowing down and going, it was it was something that I resonated, it resonated with me because mm-hmm. it made me realize it's not always just about the the numbers. There's something else going on, and yeah. unless you're a straight up investor, it's there's always something else going on. It's your yeah. family, it's your money, mm-hmm. it's your you know house where you're gonna live at. If it's just a straight yeah. up pull, you know, does the dollars make sense? And I'm an investor. Okay, well maybe there's some, maybe that's a little different. But a lot of yeah. times, it's there's a underlying motive going on, and I've really started leaning into trying to figure out the why. I just mm-hmm. talked to a client, you know, uh recently where they have they want to help out their mom and and they were like, "Why well, I want this payment?" "Why? Why do you want that payment?" And I kept going a couple layers deeper and I found out that the mom was moving into retirement, she, the daughter really wanted the payments low enough because of her budget and they wanted to be close enough for her grandkids and there's a story behind it, right? So I started yeah. getting the story behind it rather than just this and I said, "Well, You need to be close by, you need this, you need this, you need this. Well, what if we could find a property that would work, but it may be the property price might be higher or the payment might be higher, you know, but we solved all your goals. Oh, that would be okay. So just go, I don't want to ever put people in a position they don't know, can't afford it. But I also, to your point, sometimes you gotta be pretty blunt about, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want an $800 payment. Like how much do you want that three bedroom house? you know, let's talk about that because it's not $800. Yeah. You know, no. And And that's
0: perfect. Sorry. Yeah. Go for it. No, no. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, mean, uh, honestly, I think that's why, like I joke, uh, I become really good friends with my clients is because, because it, yeah, it is finding out when I do that buyer consultation or whatever, it is finding out the why. Right. And that's, and that's the, you know, if, believe it or not not every transactions is is rainbows and unicorns right it's <laughs> there's some not? there's some, no, there's there's uh uh yeah there's pitfalls right but then but the but the thing that's going to carry the day is fi- is really that why right like the example you used is like hey i know this is you know maybe a little more expensive than you have but man but just hey think how awesome it's going to be that your mom is this close and she has the house and the amenities that's 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 right there is that hey is that worth worth you drinking uh, dunking or drinking, uh, Folgers versus Starbucks. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, and, uh, uh any people, yeah, usually, you know, figure it out. So,
2: yeah. Well, know. do you believe there's some sort of formula or, you know, pattern for becoming successful? Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> no, no, Yeah. Is there a formula? Um, the formula is taking actions, right? You know, and not giving up. I mean, that's. I think that's. Um, when I when I look at real estate, I think the um, uh, the people that have become successful in here have been able to stay in the industry, right? From the outside, it's a very uh, romantic looking industry. Uh, but but then, w- but once you get in it, yeah, you you realize, man, it's you know, there's a lot of competition. You know, there's a uh, you know, you're you're really uh, you know dealing with folks in transition and and uh when folks are in transition then the emotions turn you know stir up right and and i mean if you're entering the business just for like i said the romantic you know vision of it outside you know commission checks and you know the prestige and so forth and then yeah i think that's that's the wrong reason to get into the industry right it's uh um uh, because yeah it, it it is it is a it, it can could be trying, but it can also be uh, so so rewarding, right? But I think folks you know have something go sideways on them, and they get defeated, and they're like, "Oh, this is this is not going to work," or or they um or they don't surround themselves with the right people um to help change. Tell me a little
2: bit more about that.
0: Um, so I I uh, anybody that's coming into the industry, I I always recommend um uh you know teaming up with somebody get, get a mentor. Uh, you know, I, I've had mentors, uh, along the way, get a coach. And, um, and again, you're not, you're not doing it on your own. I think, uh, I, I, I think, uh, um, yeah, you could very easily find yourself, you know, ahead of your skis in this. And, uh, and then, you know, people, I, I think people, if they don't know, if they don't have a go-to resource to, to help them out, they, they, I don't know, they panic. Right. Yeah. And so, so I think, um, yeah, get your squad, right? Get the people in your corner, get people who are going to support you. Um, and, and I've seen it a lot. I mean, on my team, you know, we've mentored, I don't know, 30 agents throughout the year or throughout my years here and uh, that have, that have, you know, kind of come and gone. Those have been successful, those have that. And so that's one thing that I've, that I've seen the folks that are, that are successful, you know, plug in, uh, get some mentorship. And then, um, uh, and it really helps them have stability in the industry. So So I was going to
2: ask you about the biggest challenge customers face, but let's do the biggest challenge. I love to learn like what we're talking about. What is the biggest challenge that you think real estate professionals face being successful?
0: Um, uh, biggest challenge, um, so I think the start is actually getting opportunities. Right. Um, uh, so I think the doing what it takes to actually get a client to, you know, everything's in theory, you gotta, you gotta get your license and then you're like, okay, now go, you know, represent somebody in a, in a transaction. Okay, great. Where do I find that person? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Right. And so, so I think that's the, that's the, um, to start that's, that's what it is. Getting, getting, getting opportunities, you know? Um, and I, I do, uh, I guess you call it sales skills, or I call it people skills. Um, uh, you definitely need to. Uh, um, you don't have to know. You don't have to know everything, but you need to know where to go to get the answer for everything, right? And uh, and uh, also not be uh, be afraid. Hey, that's a really good question. You know, client, Mister, Missus, Mr. client. Um, I don't have the answer for you, but I'll go get it for you, right? And and have the you know not have the ego drive the ship have the have the you know the ability to to present that with confidence because yeah you know that you will be able to get them the answer.
2: Yeah I think there's something I say a lot is I don't I don't want to have just the quick answer. I want to have the right answer. So let me go find yeah. that out and yeah, you know, yeah. get that done for you and I'll get back to you you know as quickly as possible. But let me make sure it's the right answer, not just the quick answer. Yeah. Yeah. So what like tell me we talked a little bit about a client story. I want to go a little deeper on, uh, when, tell me a time when the customer would you consider the customer a hero? So tell me about a customer that you consider to be a hero and why,
0: um, you know, are you talking about in the transaction or just a life in general or <laughs> um, whatever
2: comes to mind? I would say, you know, life or, uh, real estate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, a couple things, um, anybody that, uh, I don't know, anybody that takes action in life, you know, is a hero. Right. So, and, and I, and I look at my clients, I mean, moving transition, the disruption, you know, it, it takes something for folks and, you know, it, it you know, you got to confront some stuff. you got to, you know, you got to say, Hey, is this worth it? You know, y- usually people are, you know, there's a lot of money involved when they're doing transition from one house to another or are moving from a rental into here. Um, um, but y- taking the action to better themselves, to get into a better situation or, you know, right size, whatever, it, you, the, there's heroes there, right? And, uh, and the, those are the, I mean, those are the, in a transaction, buy or sell, you're getting through that my clients are always the heroes in the stories, right? I'm like the, I don't know, they're, they're the Luke Skywalkers. I'm the Obi-Wan Kenobis, right? I, you know, I'll guide them. I'll advise them. I'll tell them what's, what's there, but, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's their success to go there. And, and, and yeah, I, you know, I see it all the time. I mean, you know, I, um, well, you know, I, you know, I, I have three kids and, and, you know, and and that, and uh, it, and I know what it would take for us to move. And when I see a family, you know, even if it's one kid, right. What it takes for them to move, to do it. I'm like, man, you know, God bless you. (laughs) This is, this is good stuff. So, so, um, and, and it's, you know, it's my job to let them know it inevitably always works out. Right. And that's why I tell folks, I was like, Hey, yeah, you know, it might get a little murky. It might get a little crazy right here, but I've yet to not have it work out for somebody.
2: Not work out. yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I guess a hero kind of a client that's, you know, kind of outside of it is, uh, um, there's a guy named Andy Zinko. He actually, uh, he wrote a book called uh, the power of optimism. Um, he, he's, uh, just a super dynamic dude. Uh, you know, I actually, I work with him on the, in the, in the Frank Youth foundation. Um, uh, but, but man, just talk about just the giving tree and the person of service. And, and you know, like I said, like the book says, the, the complete optimist of everything. Um, um, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a guy I really look up to and I'm really grateful to, to, um, have met him. So, so he's, uh,
2: he does, he has the foundation and then has written a book. Just yep. kind of tell me a little bit more. I'm just kind of curious, like I've been heard of, yeah. I heard of him. So I'm just kind of curious.
0: Yeah, so he has uh, so he has a book called Power of Optimism, and he, he's wrote a couple of them. Um, but uh, and uh, he wrote an, another one. I, I, the the title uh, slipped my mind right now. But but yeah, he's just uh, just uh, I don't know how to describe him other than just just an hmm. awesome human being, a, 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 a getting person, right? So. so what do you what are you
2: most optimistic about going into the next ninety days and And the question would be like, what do you, I want to know, like, what do you want to accomplish in the next 90 days? And then why is that important to you?
0: So um, I think, uh, I think our Arizona market here is, I mean, it's healthy, right? I mean, it's prime for some, uh, for, for movement. I think there's been some pent up uh, as, you know, the, the, National and world economies kind of shifted a little bit. You know, some of the interest rates, you know, have fluctuated up in, uh, and now they're kind of coming down a little bit. Uh, I think there's been just some uncertainty uh, uh, that has kept people from who might have made a move before, kind of just waiting it out a little bit. And and I think now folks are you know realizing that the hey the 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 floor is not going to fall out from underneath me. <laughs> And so I think I think there's going to be a, um, a pickup of activity in this next year, and uh, and well, it's not just me; it's it's a lot of other economists talking about it too. So um, you know, again, this is one thing I've learned too: is not know all the answers, know where to go get the answers. <laughs> it's uh, so that's what I see. And then um, and then you know, uh, uh, something for I guess me in the next uh, you know 90 days is. Uh, um, well, I'm, I'm implementing, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be trying to source some more off-market, uh, you know, opportunities. Um, when I, you know, I mean, you know, uh, when I got this business, you know, I, I, I provided some distress solutions and, and so forth. Uh, you know, at, at that point in time, I was kind of a one trick pony. I, you know, I, I can only, I was only looking to, to, you know, get it under contract to either sell it or, or hold on to it as, as an investment, but now that we have the traditional you know, business model, you know, designed and locked in, right, I, I, I could be, I could offer multiple services uh, uh, to, to some folks. And so.
2: so what, that's exciting, because I mean, one of the stories you said was you talked about how you helped a family that couldn't quite find what they wanted. So maybe mm-hmm. there's some, you know, synergy there of like helping, you know, connect the dots or whatever that looks like. So that's exciting to to see more of and how's that, how that progresses. Over the yeah. next ninety days or so, and like I want to, I want to ask you something a little bit. You know, ninety days is kind of short term, mm-hmm. but let's go a little more long term. Like, what do you want in your resume in the next two to three years?
0: Yeah, why well, I, uh, I I definitely want um um yeah I want the uh, the off market uh, business uh, you know thriving uh, there. Uh, the the one thing uh, uh, you know, as I am able to kind of elevate myself outside of the kind of the day to day activity uh, of the the business. So so for example, you know you know we have our operations transaction manager Jen, right? You know she she uh, you know we designed a bunch of systems. I mean she executes those things, but it allowed me to get out of kind of the administrative work uh, of those things, right? Which then uh freed me up to you know engage more clients, you know, uh do some more prospecting and so forth. But as I get further uh away from that, I realize that it's you know my strength is probably the systems that uh that I design. Right. And uh and while I do, I mean I love the prospecting. I love I love, you know, talking with folks and you know and finding their why and making a difference and resonating for them and and so forth. Um, uh, you know, I, I I think that's um I could definitely train some other folks to to be as a, you know effective uh, with that. You know, at least for some of the initial engagement. Um, but then, uh, and then I could you know I'll you know I as I do with the transactions right. I'm always in the background. I always I always know what's going on. I'm I'm, I'm managing it right, but it might not be the direct interaction uh, with that. Uh, same thing with um, engaging with uh, new clientele or finding new opportunities. Um, so are you thinking you know, of
2: like building out your team bigger or what's the kind uh, of, like, yeah. So bigger's
0: more. not, yeah. Bigger's not always better. Right. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, basically kind of fire myself from the, uh, day-to-day, uh, outreach, um, uh, you know, you know, per se and manage the system, uh, you know, on there. And then, and then, um, uh, um uh, so I guess my resume, what so by doing that, it will allow me to then go maybe a little bit deeper with my clients. Uh the you know, I have a yeah, you know, I think actually don't, I don't even know if I've ever said this out loud, but you know, I have a goal to you know to to make my clients millionaires, right? And uh um and uh, I believe holding investment real estate is the is the best vehicle for that to happen. And so so if we're able to you know source some you know off-market you know inventory uh offer that as as a value add to our clients also giving the people that uh that were sourcing the off-market inventory a a viable solution for them then it's a win-win for everybody and then i also get to to contribute to um, to my uh to my clients my buyer clients uh my investor clients to their financial future and then you know, that trickles down to the difference they get to make of their family to to i don't know their whatever their charity is that they choose for their church whatever right it's yeah. just and so that's the stuff that really gets my juices going and and uh i mean and again it's it's you know they're they're the heroes right they're the ones taking the action they're the ones that you know using me as some education using whatever other sources they have as of education to, to, to do this stuff. Um, and yeah, you know, they're, they're allowing me to be part of that journey with them. So.
2: Do you see an uptick in distressed sales? Have you seen an uptick? Uh, you know, we <clears throat> this into 2023 and just kind of curious, like, what are you seeing?
0: Um, I think, um, I think, uh, uh, so that distressed, uh, I don't, it's not going to be like it was right in 08, 09. Uh, but, it, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, uh, you know inflation, uh, you know, the interest rates uh you know are are still even with them down, they're still what, you know, three, four percent higher than they were before, right? So a refinance for some folks that find themselves stuck in a in a situation is, is not is not uh, viable and and ultimately um you know, this is one thing I learned it's you know um and gosh I can go into a whole other a whole other conversation about this not everybody's a homeowner. Right. You know, uh, and maybe they got some bad advice or they got kind of talked into it or they got into to something or or at the time life happens and some things popped up that that that, hey, it doesn't make sense for me to to, uh, you know, you know, you know, own this house anymore. Right. You know. And the unfortunate thing is maybe they got behind on the payments. They can't get another loan. They can't do it. It's like, OK, well, this might be a blip of time that's here, but ultimately there's going to be a decision made for you with the house, regardless, how can we, you know, get you, get you to a better spot so that you could, you know, get this stuff cleaned up right now. So you're, you're better in the future. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, it's not, um, yeah, it's, it, I just have a toolkit of solutions I can provide folks and it's not going to be for everybody, but, but, um, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of not so great people that are also talking to homeowners in in those type type situations that uh wouldn't
2: we're seeing that a lot in and, you know yeah. the wholesale market and you know unfortunately mm-hmm. elderly community and you know they see these ads on on the TV and you know it's um it's definitely a pretty ruthless market out there that's for sure yeah yeah well, well the one
0: thing. With us being licensed, right? We have a um, we still have a duxbury, right? Even though we're not, even though we're not uh, necessarily an agent or agent representative, uh, you know, we have to let you know. I'm talking to them as an agent, right? Yeah. And and I, I do. I'm required to let them know of their options, right? And and um, and then again, we you know we can provide we can provide the we can provide the menu of the dishes, and they can choose which dish dish works for them.
2: So all these, like a lot of the companies you see advertised on TV or billboards, are those then not licensed agents though, or are they operated through licensed agent, or how does how does that work? I'm just curious.
0: Yeah, I I don't uh, I don't know uh, about all of them, uh, but I know a lot of the guys in the wholesale business are not licensed, and the reason they don't get licensed is because there is that fiduciary component of it, right? And and everything you know they usually have a uh contract a unique contract that they've had directed by a lawyer that's typically one sided <laughs> one sided favored toward them as the as the buyer uh that you know um you know they they preach uh the benefits of working with them uh, when there is a lot of risk for the seller that's already in a kind of a risky situation here and so yeah. And so, okay. you know, all our stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, yes, we we'll look to you know, one of one of the exit strategies we would have would be a wholesale option, right, to sell it to uh, to another investor. Um, you know, the, the assign or to sell the rights of our contract that we have to another investor. But we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna, we're gonna make sure that that's a trusted investor that will close on the deal, not drag you out, drag you out. And then, and then the uh, uh, other thing is, you know, all our stuff is done on the Arizona real estate contract, the accepted AAR contract. Um uh, we'll we'll have some a wholesale specific language in there, but um uh but it is it's you know it's just above bar, right? You know, some of these other, other guys are, you know, you know, they're in it for them, right?
2: So, so let's take a scenario that's real because this happened to one of our neighbors. Um one of the spouses dies and now they got to, they're trying to figure out what to do with the house. Everybody's hitting them up from different angles a lot of times after that happens. um, What are three things that a homeowner should be just watching for if they're thinking about selling to a wholesaler or investor?
0: Yeah. Well, so uh, is it the right solution for them? Right. That's the first thing. OK. And so typically, you know, whether you're selling it to us or to any wholesaler, right, you know, you're basically trading equity, the value of the home. For the P, for the ease of the transaction, right? So, and that's you know it is. It's uh, one of the things we always say is, hey, w- you know, if you're gonna, you know, it's not for us to tell you what to sell it for, but this is what we this is what we can offer for it, right? Now you make the decision uh, from there. Now, <clears throat> uh, so that's the that's you know that's the one thing. So hey, does uh, does the money does it make sense for the ease of sale to a wholesaler? makes sense. And then, and then you know, stuff, you look like just a normal transaction, you know, what's the earnest deposit, you know, what's, you know, coming down here. Uh, you want to research the wholesaler, see, you know, what kind of reputation, what reviews, um, they have, if any, uh, out there, you want to ask how many they've done. Right. Um, uh, uh, uh um, I'm trying to think, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, oh what else um you know the stuff that we offer too is like hey well if that's yeah this is what we can offer for it if that doesn't work for you then hey you know this is what it looks like this is what you'd look like if you're going to bring it onto the market right so just going on here I mean hey you got fifty thousand dollars of repairs you got to make just to bring it you know you know, bring it to market are you willing to do that if that's the case great then yeah you you know you can you could probably maximize the return on it at, at this point in time now even after doing the fifty thousand dollars repair you're still expecting to wait another 90 days before it actually closes. is that still does that still work for you because now with the whole process you had maybe six months between doing the repairs to to hear right and so so again it's 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 just you know um for one not being attached to what they choose you know right you know just being a service just giving them some options uh letting them know what's what what's what's going on there uh you know not not trying to convince you people know when they're being sold right? And that's selling, you know, being, being of, being of service.
2: Very cool. That is awesome way to end it. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you and um, being of service, give options, let them decide, but be there Mm -hmm. along this, along with them, come along, you know, the same side of the table we say is making sure we're here with you. We're not against you and we want to help you through this process. So it sounds like, man, um, I really appreciate it. A lot of little insights and I'm excited to go back and kind of think through and look at my notes and read the book, You, uh, Power of Optimism. I'm um, super excited about reading that. I got that down. So a lot of takeaways here. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, you know we'll talk to you in the future and see um, how many millionaires you've helped. And also <laughs> getting this, uh, you know, other side back ramped up of your business. I know you're a great asset to homeowners out there um, that may need a different solution than a retail, you know, normal sale of the home. So yeah. uh, you're a great, great guy, great uh, realtor, great father, great husband, and uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate it.
0: Nah, right back at you, Kevin. And uh, you're, you're great. You're a great father as well. So. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Talk yeah, to you soon. Okay. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
1: And there you have it, folks, another enlightening episode of the No Excuse Pro podcast is in the books. A heartfelt thank you to today's guests for sharing their wisdom and to you, our valued listeners, for spending your time with us. If you're ready to ditch the excuses and level up, make sure to subscribe and find all our episodes at noexcusepropodcast.com. Don't forget, the only thing standing between you and your goals is the story you tell yourself. So no excuses accepted here. Take action and make it happen.